Welcome back to the Niger Filmmaker. This is a podcast designed for us to talk about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Selegot. On this episode, my guest is Nathan Cheyenne. He's a creative producer and multidisciplinary artist. He's a member of Friends Make, a creative collective from Abuja, which is made up of several multi-talented members. We talk about the importance of having a community as a creative and the collective's latest short film, Too Much, Not Enough. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate you using your platform to, you know, share, expose, and connect like a lot of creatives too. So thank you for having me. Okay, so should we just do a bit of intros? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. So um, my own background, I did my undergrad. I went to film school, graduated in 2017, came to Nigeria, um, and yeah, just pretty much stumbled around working on some film projects, like people not rating you, maybe like 80% of the projects, I didn't get anything. I, I burnt a lot of money and yeah. Um, yeah, I just got fed up. So after, after one mm-hmm. year, that was, um, end of, end of, um, November, 2018, I got a job and I'm sitting in the job, but I've always tried to keep making stuff. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, um, me and some friends, we actually started a collective, but we're still doing some kind of structuring and all that. So it's still, mm-hmm. I mean, it's out there, but not out there, out there. I understand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like for me, I just, I just got fed up because Nigeria people will use you, you know. Um, for sure, man. Yeah, definitely. And the and the thing is, at the end of the day, you you not have any credits to your name. You're not learning anything. So they're just using Facts. you, not paying you, wasting your life Facts. away. That kind of stuff. Facts. So I just, I'll just like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to do my stuff. At least I'll have my credits, you know. And yeah, Facts. It's, it's just to keep um holding each other accountable and then your craft will improve and all that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, um that's that's me in a nutshell. I mean there's more to yeah. it, but I think in the context of this <laughs> just like the surface level, yeah. Mine's yeah. pretty much the same, man. Not that much different. Like I went I studied abroad too. Um I studied media I studied communication culture and media, mm-hmm. but my focus is in media production. So just going into like so I call myself a creative producer. So it touches a bit of film. It touches a bit of TV, touches a bit of anything production-wise, pretty much, you know, like bringing together, you know, the artistic and like the business side of things together too. So, but um, in school, like I did a lot of documentaries, like that was like my go-to thing was documentary filmmaking and just storytelling. Um, and then I, I graduated in 2018, but I didn't come back to Nigeria immediately. I worked for like a year in the U.S. Um, in a creative capacity. Yeah. Um, as a multimedia specialist doing different things, photography, videography, and I came back um, August last year. So I've been back for a year. Um, and then since I came back, it's still up. I said not long ago. <laughs> yeah, man, it's not long ago, man. Still, still IDGB. <laughs> um, but, 
But yeah, but I came back last year and you know, I mean, for me, like I'm kind of somebody who just likes to get my hands dirty, man. Like as soon as I hit hit the ground, kind of like I just want to work and like get work done too. So, yeah. you know, I started linking, I started going to events, you know, and just kind of like taking pictures at events because like photography is like my go-to usually. Like I usually have my camera. So I was meeting people, just going to some events and seeing who the creators in Abuja were. Like before I came back, I was already kind of like tracking some people and just kind of mm-hmm. like, seeing what people were up to and whatnot. Some people were my friends, some people like I hadn't met before. Yeah. So, you know, came back and started taking pictures at events, you know, and um, yeah, like the idea of the creative preference make was something that I'd had for years. Um, like I've wanted to create something in that sense before too. So the idea and the structure was always there for me. It was just a matter of finding the pieces and, and the people yeah. that like came together. So, you know, um, yeah, and then I came back, and then everybody in Friends Make I kind of knew already, like hence the name. So it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was kind of like a very organic, like um, collective coming together, and everybody just so happened to be so different in what they did yeah. that it just fit the structure perfectly. So yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Like you said, there's so much more, but at the surface, <laughs> surface yeah. level. Can you give me an intro? friends make you guys are seven right maybe just brief in terms yeah, of everybody. um with with friends make so when we came together like i came back and then yemi is like a really good friend of mine that i've known for like years so i linked up with yemi and uzama also um is a good friend of mine to sharon is like they're also like i met up with yemi and uzama and like they're they live in an incident we're all just talking and then i brought up the idea of you i have this idea and Uzama was like, yo, I've actually been thinking about something like this for a while, yeah. too. So and I'm like, that's crazy. Let's let's let's, let's get it started. And, and when we first started, like, the big thing was, like, you know, we're like, let the ginger not die. It was like a joke. or like, like yes. a common thing where, like, people start things and then ginger dies, too. So when we started, Uzama had, had a shoot he was doing for an exhibition somewhere in Lagos. Yeah. And then... All of us just so happened to be helping him out on the shoot, like, you know, for his shoot. Like, we were modeling for him, and I was just doing behind the scenes, like, photography and videography for him. So, we're already kind of working together without even officially even being friends, mate. Yeah. So, that, right after was that the one shoot, on, we like, that you guys shot on Jabi Lake? Yes, that yeah, one. I saw yeah, some pictures. That one shot in Yeah, yeah, it was that one. So, you know, after that, we we're just like, like this just felt just natural. It felt good. Like it didn't feel like too stressed out. So we sat down and talked about it. You know, originally it was me, Yemi, Uzama, um, Sule. I met Sule through Yemi because Yemi was like, "Oh, this is this is somebody who would be good." So I met Sule like three days before we even did like the Jabi Lake shoot. Um, Sharon and then Ojima, and then it was just five of us then. And then we sat down and we're like, Ojima was like. Oh, we need more diversity. Uh, 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 we kind of joke, or like, oh, we need more diversity on, on the girls. team because Pajima was the only girl. And so, like, oh, my sister AJ, you know, is into photography and she's trying to get more into like film kind of stuff too. Yeah. So, and I'm like, oh, I've seen AJ's work. I've not met her personally, but like, I know about her. I've seen her work to people yeah. that I know. And then, well, six of us. And then we're like, we need somebody in like PR and marketing and like whatnot. And we're like, why are we thinking too far? Sharon, right? Yeah. So, um, cause Sharon, Yemi, and Uzuma live in the same estate, right? Yeah. I live like two minutes from them, right? So it was like, this is kind of like, we're, we're too close together too. So Yemi is a, a motion designer and an art director. 
Um, he he um, does a lot of um, what I call like motion graphics, you know, um, with Cinema 4D. I mean, does does a lot of art direction too. You know, when it comes to look and feel of like films, you know, coming to like the lighting and like all that kind of stuff. Um, Uzuma is um, he calls himself a creative technologist. Um, he does a lot of things from visual art. You know, does a lot of photo manipulation to tell stories yeah. and you know convey the certain ideas and themes that he has. It, but he also is a coder too at the same time. Um, yeah. He calls a lot of websites for people. And he tries to make them like have like a really good experience too. So he's this fusion between visual arts and technology. Um, Ojima is an illustrator. You know, she's done a lot of work. Like she's done work for, I think, New Yorker. She's done a lot of work for like different like people, like nice. illustrations too. So like that's where like her her basis. So most of like the friends make illustration. Like Ojima did all of that. That was all Ojima's work pretty much. Um, Sule is a writer and a director, um, he's a screenwriter and a director, so he's a um, very good writer. Um, he recently worked on a film, him and Yemi worked on a film in Lagos last last year, two years ago, they're still working on it and like fine too, that he wrote okay. and directed. Um, you know, Sharon is a screenwriter too, but she's also into PR um, um, and marketing, also like her, her specialty. And AJ is a great photographer. She's also into like filming, also. Yeah. Um, and then me personally, like I'm, I'm into. Um, is there anybody I've mentioned? Yes, everybody. And then me, I'm, I'm into. I'm a photographer. I'm a portrait photographer, but I'm also like a, a filmmaker. But then I like to call myself a creative producer. So yeah. I'm more like as a totality bringing everything together to make sure like things happen like that's pretty much like my role but at the same time i still have like a little bit of everything else that everybody does here and there so i could be able to help out or even understand you know what's going on in those um settings yeah it's so important like you know as creatives or filmmakers you know we we want to do stuff but most times we're just by ourselves you know um by, by having this community they hold you accountable they are there to support you and most times yeah. you know it's, it's a tricky conversation when you're trying to get something done you find people that you're not so close with and you might need to pay them and then it's a it's a whole tricky conversation and very yeah. complex yeah. to navigate you know but you know having yeah. having this community whether it's friends or just collaborators and knowing that they have your back, they are going to give their best. It's just, um, yeah. yeah, it's reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what we say is um, friends make, what, what is you guys' main interest? Like what do you guys hope to achieve? Like the biggest interest for us is anything video related, film related right now. Um, and that could take any form pretty much, you know, it's us still kind of exploring different parts and, you know, granted, everybody does different things. So when we work on, like, for example, like this first project that we worked on, you know, it's, there's so many different parts to it and, and, and we joke about it, but like everybody's hand touched the film, yeah. you know, like literally. So it's like from the costumes to the color grading, to the editing, to the writing, you know, like there was such a part. So. There's a part that I know that I'm not the best at that somebody else on the team is. So with anything visual or film related, everybody is able to, you know, have a part in that in that way, that video. So with time, it, it might evolve to other things. But for now, it's just very video and, and like film based right now. 
I think like our goal, our, our main goal is to really create art, create content that really transcends just like the normal way of like doing things, right? You know, the 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 whole idea that you know you have to do something like a certain way. Um, so we want to take it and like just flip it around, and it really appealed to us one as youth, um, two as a collective in Abuja really appealed to like the Abuja creative that there's so much that we can do. And then also on a larger scale, just like as Nigerians, you know, and Africans, like what we can create within the continent and the country that could still be of substance and quality too. So like, I think that's like the bigger goal for us pretty much right now. And in everything that we do, you know, like, like we want to make like the two big things for us is, you know, we don't compromise on quality no matter what it is. Like that's a big that that's that's one of the big things for us. And two is planning. I think like those those two big things for us come in handy because when we ever get to like a roadblock, like we remember, you know, are we compromising on quality, you know, or are we just going into this without like thinking about it too? So like those are the two big things for us. Yeah. So you guys consider yourselves as a creative collective. Can you explain that further? Okay. Um it's you know, there's so many ways that you can put it as you could call it an art collective you could call it a creative collective um but what it boils down to literally for us it's just like friends you know who are together just making art you know making content you know making films making videos that's what it boils down to on the simplest of basis right um in in those terms so what it entails is obviously there are going to be a lot of projects that we work on that we're all going to collaborate so in the sense where it's like with friends make projects, I, we know that within ourselves, we have all the necessary skill sets to yeah. carry out a project in-house, right? Yeah. Um, Equipment-wise also within ourselves, like we share equipment within ourselves also. Too. So like that's another big thing that we have within ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the third thing is individually, when we want to work on projects, um, like we're helping each other out. Like I know that with, Uzoma does a lot of photo manipulation, um, and and I end up taking the, the pictures for that, yeah. right? Or he needs some some work done. He might talk to a Jima, or Sule needs somebody to edit something like I edit, or like somebody needs somebody to shoot something. AJ is shooting it. So like, there's always that within ourselves. So keeping that strong bond is always good. Also, the fact that we share equipment within ourselves, which is a big thing, you know, with the, with you know within me, Sule, AJ, like. We have equipment that we can use within just ourselves without yeah. ever renting too much or, or spending too much money to rent, which is a big thing for creatives, you know? Yeah. Like, when we want to do jobs or, or you know, and, and we're running Helter Skelter to find lights or, like, you know, because sometimes owning this equipment is not, like, the best best thing for you if you're not, like, doing jobs, like, often enough to, like, yeah. you know, get the money, right? So, like, recently, I worked on a documentary for somebody and... Um, I used like my camera, but then I needed like a lens. So like AJ had, and we so happened to use the same camera for video, right? So like she had like a lens that I could borrow. So I just went over to a place, got the lens. Uzama had a tripod that like like I needed to use, got the tripod. This person had this. Like I have my kit ready to go, and when I'm done, you know. And then again, it's also that trust of of building between people because sometimes you don't want to just give anybody your equipment yeah. <laughs> you don't want to give anybody your equipment too yeah. so within i think what it means to, and, and to answer the the collective is pretty much just helping each other out i think like that's that's really really what it is because um 
you you kind of like brought it up earlier, like, you know, trying to do things individually sometimes, you know, is is tasking, you know, like you yeah. do need a team, especially when the ideas that you have, you know, and you want to like carry them out, like you find out very quick that you're going to need, you know, a team. And, you know, with anything that I ever work on, like the core team is going to revolve around these guys, like even if it's going to scale up to a bigger team, but the yeah. core of whatever I'm going to do is going to revolve around the people that I'm working with and like friends make up people that I'm close with. So, yeah. Yeah. It totally makes sense. You know, there are more benefits than drawbacks. Like with, with, um, with a collective, you just expand your network. Let's say, you know, 10 people. If you guys are mm. seven, you probably have 70 people to reach out to and kind of make yeah. sure this thing comes, comes together. And also with the yeah. equipment thing, you know, you mentioned that there's like a, like bare minimum there's a standard and you're not going below that you know so yeah um you know having having these people around because i mean the truth is most people that rent equipment it's just like it's like they want to make their money in one day mm. you know so yeah they fast yeah <laughs> it's crazy yeah i, I mean i'm i'm having traumatic recollections PTSD. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. How many projects have you worked on so far? So right now I've worked on one, which is um, the too much, not enough. Um, do you want me to go like l l talk about it, like a little bit? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So um, before like, I'll just backtrack like a little bit. When we first started, like we we drew out like a bunch of projects I wanted to work on. Uh, um, all of us just brought in different ideas, and we just kind of picked one that we kind of like. And we ranked. So we have like a way that we rank like our projects based off of visibility based off of time, based off of, you know, money also. Um, so, you know, we have this ranking system where it's like, you know, like a, a three is like, you know, a, a, a longer base project, you know, longer time, and a bit money to go into it, maybe a larger team. So when we started, we're like, do we want to work on that? Like off the top, you know, a one is like very quick project could be done within a week, doesn't need too much, might not need every single one of us working on it. A two is like a medium-sized project, you know, might take like a month or two to like work on. So we're like, let's go for a medium-sized project. And we had like a couple. So we chose this too much, not enough, which was an idea by Uzoma that he had. And he talked to us about it actually prior to even us making friends mix. So we, so it was already kind of in our heads already kind of like, oh, this is something that would be cool to work on. Yeah. So once he brought that idea up, we're like, let's definitely do this. And um, so when that came... And we just sat down and planned through it, like, you know, more logistics. And that's kind of like a lot of like me, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, getting everybody's input as to like what works. Um, so like, you know, I'm sitting down and I'm planning out the logistics of how everything is going to play out from when we start shooting to when we finish, you know, so the pre-production to the production to the post-production. Um, and it was things like, you know, Uzama figuring out, Uzama and Pajima figuring out, you know, what the costumes are going to be like, you know, what kind of like tone do they want? There's like Sule and Sharon writing like the script of what we wanted it to like be like, you know, um, me and Yemi and, and AJ working on like what what equipments are we going to use to like shoot this because we're like more like the technical people. Um, and then, you know, we're just then after bringing everything together, we're like, all right, you know, this is how we're going to shoot this. You know, first of all, was finding who we wanted to use for to, to play the people. Um, Uzama already known Adana. A couple of us already knew Adana already as friends. And he was really like, he wants Adana to be in this. Like he had a picture of Adana being in this. And then yeah. it was like a second person, like, who are we going to use? 
And then I'm like, Brume, like I met Brume not too long ago. And I'm like, he, he might fit the role. Like he's like, I think like he might be the right person. So we talked to Brume about it. He was down, you know. So we just met with the Dana and Brume. We talked to them about the idea. They loved it. Um, and then from there, we, we just planned that because again, everything we did was, we didn't spend money at all on that film. Like we didn't spend like one naira yeah. on that film. So everything we did was, we're, we're always we're also of the intention of we want to create this film with the bare minimum also mm-hmm. to let people know that you don't always always need the, the big lavish like equipment yeah. to do this so we, we we laid out all the equipment we had you know we had two sony a7 threes we had you know maybe a stand of like maybe four or five different lenses with like adapters canon and, and, and sony 18 35 50 and i think we had like a 17 to like some like a zoom we had a tripod, we had gimbal, we had a reflector, a drone. and that was about it. Yeah. And, and, and the drone was like, and I'll come to the drone also, like, and the drone wasn't even ours. Like, the drone was from CC Abuja, which we became very close with, again, in collaborating and, like, just expanding your network. So yeah. I hit Isa, up, which is, like, my connection to CC Abuja, and I'm like, Hey guys, do you guys mind if we use like your drone for this too? And they were like, sure, like it's you guys, like you, you guys are fine. Like we'll just have somebody come man it for you yeah. and that's it too. So, you know, plan everything out like days, you know, things in Nigeria, man, like we plan to shoot for a month. Like like we plan everything like within a month, but it yeah. ended up taking like two months because we go to locations and we're like, oh, we thought, and maybe now you have to pay this and then so <laughs> Yeah, same traumatic, traumatic recollection. Exactly, bro. So it's like messing with also like Adana and Brume, where it's like, because it's free, we weren't paying them. So like they weren't necessarily tied down to, so we had to work around their own time Mm -hmm. too. And most of the shots had both of them in it. So, you know, when things don't go right, you know, we had to like replan and find like another day. So we're not finishing shooting pretty much. I went into post and editing. Um, so I started editing, and then I'll bring it and the team along, and we watch it, and then we, and then we go back, and we're like, let's change this and let's change it. Like that's like a bit of a process. So within October to like December ish, like we finished shooting in like November, mid November because of all these issues. But then by December ish, we're editing and we're trying to cut it down. But do we want it to be fifteen minutes, seven minutes? Like what do we want it to be? And then by January, we're kind of like done. And then we're just kind of, by late December, early January, we're done. And then we also shot like, a, we had like a conversation piece between Brumman and Adana, just kind of like see, show them the film and kind of see, which, which we haven't put out yet. It's just kind of like them talking about the film, their experience and whatnot. So it's not a matter of like how we wanted to now show it. And we didn't want to just put it out on Instagram. We didn't just want to put it out on, on YouTube. We wanted to like create an experience around it to like, yeah. not just like, or it's just like another piece of content going out. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had originally planned to do like screenings. Like we put it out on, on YouTube, granted, but we planned to do like screenings. So we had like our first screening in February. Uh, Which I missed. At the Cube Cafe. Yeah, I wanted to, <laughs> to show up. Yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah. And then, but the thing is that we planned like two, three of the screenings, right? Before this whole cool. thing happened. Yeah. So, we're going to really like do like a lot of screenings and, and we wanted to physically meet. And the big thing was I wanted to physically meet with people and talk about our film and yeah. interact with people and really get to even know more creators, just more people. So like that was like the whole idea of 
the experience of the film. Like the film was going to help us put ourselves like out there more as a creative, like collective. Yeah. So, you know, those plans failed. But, but before that, we're already talking about what our next projects were going to be and like kind of working on, on that, and which was a, a bit of a bigger project that was going to take like a long and it was going to involve a lot of Abuja creatives too. Um, which was still trying to figure out like what the best way to 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 do it is now that people can't really meet in groups and like whatnot too. So, um, yeah, that was um, too much. I know was the first thing we worked on, but you know, again, just trying to re-strategize, you know, and figure out like what is the best way to and to go about working on like other projects. Okay. So yeah, the thing is, um, Hollywood started from New York, it moved to Los Angeles, and now like a lot of filming is happening in. Atlanta. So like with Nigeria. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. With Nigeria. Um yeah, apart from apart from the real Nollywood, like people that are trying to do something different from what Nollywood has been known for, they feel they have to um move to Lagos to make it in the mm. industry. And yeah. I think what people like us are trying to do, you know, like Abuja is a it's a beautiful city, it's well planned, there are a lot of things that work, you know. And it's yeah. creating that alternative because you can't just um you know rely on one place we have a very True. beautiful country True. so if we can expand this whole thing you know that that'll be that'll be best um like how do you guys want to you know portray abuja in your projects i feel first of all like you talked about like the beauty like we did a lot of location scouting before too much not enough um Uzama and now every once in a while we go around places and look because he shoots like a lot. So like we go around places and just look at locations and every day, man, we're coming up with new places all over the place. Like there's so many places. So first of all, capturing that, like come to Abuja to shoot. Like there's so much, you know, within Abuja to shoot. Another thing that we we're doing was when we me, we had like, so we had two meetings every week. And our Sunday meetings would be like a bigger, longer meeting for planning and like, you know going through like what's been happening our wednesday meeting we're kind of like a um quick stand-up meetings um so like, like we're meeting like different restaurants to kind of like create relationships with you know whoever owns it so in case like we needed to like shoot somewhere so yeah. we, we would go to somebody was like oh let's try this restaurant out you know like we go out we talk to the person tell them who we are and this is even before the film started so like we, we started creating these relationships too where we people tell them oh just so you know, someday we might come here and come film and the person like, oh, that's cool. Just let us know. Let's talk about it. So even as far as locations, apart from just outside, but in the locations too, there are a lot of good places to shoot. There are people who are definitely open to to working with creatives. I think it's it's known. I think a lot of people, obviously in Nigeria, people want money, right? You have to pay before you, but Again, it's also how you know you talk to people and like and like and this is where as creators most times you know like we just want to create like we don't want to really a lot of people don't want to think about like the business administrative part of things which mm -hmm. is understandable and on the team I, I think like we've come to that conclusion like not everybody wants to do that right so yeah. you know like certain of us in the team do more of that too whereas you know we go around and like we kind of like say all right. I'll talk to this person. You know, let's see what, what that person says. Let's let's parlay. Oh, the team says this. All right, this is what the team said. People like, what do you guys think? Like, all right. So just kind of like also knowing everybody's strong points, but at the same time, I think what we're trying to capture also is the talent one in Abuja itself, right? I think 
there's I was telling Uzama this recently that Lagos is you know is already established, right? And Abuja has this very kind of up and coming startup kind of feel, right? And the moment that we take that idea in, in terms of not just like film but entertainment, music in general, right? Mm -hmm. There's this really startup y kind of upcoming feel in the city that everybody still kind of like follows. But when you start doing things that set you apart, people's perception changes, yeah. right? And that's what like I, I want to like happen is when we start doing things, people's perception change about Abuja in the sense of it's an up and coming, it's like, you only um, go there to like start and then you move out, right? Like I want that to change. But then also I want people to also know within Abuja that they could portray themselves or create in a way that, you know, makes them seem that like they're as good or even better than people anywhere else in the country, yeah. you know, that, that, that their, their peers, their contemporaries, they're like the competition too. So it doesn't seem like you have to go to Lagos to make it, you have to go to Lagos to get, you know, exactly what you want, um, 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 this cool shows, like you have to go to Lagos to meet like the right people. And granted, yes, Lagos is like the, the hotspot, obviously, like, you know, it's, it, it has a lot of businesses there, but at the same time, there's a lot of untouched potential in Abuja that, yeah. you know, that we still need to explore in here too. Yeah, I guess, you know, that's what um, groups like you guys, CC Abuja are trying to do. Yeah, definitely. Abuja is it holds a lot of promise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and even with CC Abuja, just, just sorry to cut you short. Like when I came back, CC Abuja was my link to meeting a lot of other Abuja creators when I first came back. You know, it was like like it made it so much easier. Like every time I go to an event, like I met somebody new. Every time I like I met Brume at the CC Abuja event, right? Like, you know, I met Sule at the CC Abuja event. So it was kind of like this, these things of like, they are kind of pushing like this creative culture, like their name implies in Abuja, yeah. you know, in doing so many, in so many different ways that it's not just, it has to be a creative job, right? It's like, just like hangouts, meetups, you know, little small, small things like here and yeah. there, you know, and it might not seem like a lot to a lot of people, but like those little things are very, very, very helpful. Like over time, yeah. Like they've started building such a big, vast network that they could reach out to and even connect other people, you know, to within that network too. So like, yeah, big shout out to Sincere Abuja. I think, you know, there's, first of all, working with a lot of creatives itself could have its disadvantages, it could have its advantages. And, you know, one thing people also need to consider is it's so many different people they have so many different opinions that they're trying to work with together a lot of the time. Yeah. And no matter how well all the machine is, sometimes you're going to have those, like, you know, friction. I wouldn't call it friction, but, like, difference of opinions here and there, right? And the big thing for us is when we differ in opinions based off of what we want. It's kind of like we, we kind of joke about it, but it's like defend your point. In yeah. a sense, we're like, why are you, why are you making this correction? almost like a debate kind of like you know is it if is you're taking this out like is it exactly right so it's like we get into these conversations with each other um and sometimes you know like you have to to you know realize that like your opinion isn't what is needed at that point in time and and you know you have to take a step back and personally for me i've learned more of that like like even going through the, the group is you know sometimes you know i'm not needed to talk right like yeah. like sometimes i just need to listen sometimes 
I just don't need to be here. Like sometimes it's not my opinion. Sometimes I don't need to say anything, you know, like people are saying it too. So, and also making sure that everybody feels heard, you know, um, not in the sense where like everything they say is always going to be carried out, but like making sure that everybody feels heard and people's opinions are respected no matter what. And I think within ourselves, we have that respect. You know, we have that understanding because we don't want to ever put anything that's like under par. So there's, there's there's a obviously like there's a little bit of us being friends that helps out but then as professionals also i think like there's that part where it's like when it comes to what needs to get done like everybody understands that like there's a respect factor to it but there's also like a factor of you know if it's not going to work and if it's not based on like it's just taste then like we can move on to um, something else or we go with this other person's idea that's like a big thing for us too and i think a lot of collectives and creatives struggle with that with working with people and people that's why people tell you well, well, i don't like to work with people because this and that and that and that but you know you have to sometimes push through some of those things yeah um you have to under like it's a i say that it's a it's an understanding humanity thing more than it is understanding like skills and like whatnot too because mm-hmm. at the end of the day like we're all human like so it's like when you understand these people, when you understand these things, like you know how to approach somebody. Like not everybody's the same. Like not everybody's going to be approached the same. You know, like not everybody is 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 very like extroverted. Like you no, know, no, not everybody is very introverted. So like people want this upfront. So people want things like a bit more subtle too. So like you have to understand those dynamics within the team and of yourself too, so that you're very aware of like how you come about expressing yourself within like the confines of the group. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. it's, you know, it's important because the thing is, um, most times you make stuff to entertain people and at the end of the day, they need to get the point you're trying to make. You know, most times we watch Netflix, like films that are made in Nigeria that go on Netflix and you see yeah. a lot of plot holes, you see a lot of things that are wrong with it. And, you know, you, know, you wonder sometimes, didn't these people have people around them to hold them accountable? Back. You know, because... Yeah this movie is there for eternity you know and mm. <laughs> you, put it, you put it out like that most times mm. you 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 can check yourself but you always need it's it's kind of um subjective but you're also yeah very that, subjective yeah you also need like a second opinion you know that kind yeah. of stuff some collectives the plan is probably to expand get more people in and some are just there to you know build something around a known um number of people what what are the yeah. plans for friends make are you guys going to be accepting members <laughs> they're going to stay the same um and this is a conversation that we've had you know over like over and over again and i think like for now you know we've come to the conclusion that it's just going to revolve around us yeah. but it's going to be a lot of collaborating with a lot of other people. I think like that's like what like the the, the structure for what we're doing is, and um, because again, dialing back to what I said earlier, like having like a close, strong nucleus to always work from. You know, you know, like you look at the best directors; they probably have like an editor that's been working with them for like years. They probably have a cinematographer that they for, for most projects. You know, they probably have like you know, music composer that, like, works with them. So it's, like, that nucleus is always there, even though it's going to upscale to, like, different things, you know, too. And kind of, like, the same thing where it's, like, you know, within these seven people, 
you know, and especially growing, like you're growing with these people too. So um, we're not saying that adding people to the group will will be a bad thing, but it's like again, it's like a process again. Um, yeah. And it was like a very big thing at the beginning to see: do we want more people or not? And it's already hard as, as it is, honestly, like managing seven people, not just even on on the creative side, but like meeting time, right? Like, yeah. you know, communication, like stuff like that, you know, like simple, like the simple tasks like that, like, you know, it's already like difficult to like do that too. So, you know, we're picking up battles and seeing what we can handle, like what our limit is. And I think like this seven is a good number, but it's going to be a lot of collaborating with people. I think like that's what we've come down to. So is it with other collectives, you know, other just creatives, other brands, you know, it's, it's just going to be a lot of, so it's it's the idea of, you know, friends make that dash is, you know, is endless in whatever it is. Yeah. Like that's the idea of of it. So like the whole point is that we and the next project we wanted to work on was gonna be very heavy on collaborating with Apuja creators. It was gonna be very big on that too. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's nice to hear. Do you have more information about what you guys are working on next? Um, <laughs> I feel like what I'll say, you know, is like the next project, like like I said, like that we're going to work on, and it might change now, but it was really going to involve a lot of collaborating between us and a lot of Abuja creatives and Abuja creatives and other Abuja creatives. It was kind of us bringing, it is kind of us bringing, like being a catalyst to like foster collaboration. And it doesn't always have to be in a collective. It could be a collaboration between you know, it's two different people doing two different things. So, like, that's pretty much, like, what we're really, we're, we're, we're trying to create the experience of the environment of being able to bring creatives together um, in some sort of way. And it was going to be, like, an ongoing thing, not just, like, a one-time thing. So this, is, this is going to be, like, a project that's going to be a lot, like, longer and, like, going for us um, with that. Um, other smaller things, you know, they're possible, you know, little films here and there that we've thought about working on. Um, possible, like, you know, we talk about working with people in music, you know, doing kind of like different kind of like short music video films for, for people, um, you know. So like there there is so much out there, but now it's like we're at the point of really like we strategize. And for me personally, I think it's very, very important to like strategize. Like I'm, I'm a very big advocate of strategizing and planning as opposed to because most times like I like and I'm guilty of this. Sometimes it's creative. We just want to go and create and just. You know, like, we just want to get the work done. We just want yeah. to really get, like, into that. Like, like for me, like, I've learned, like, I worked in marketing and communication for, like, about four to five years. So, um, and before that, I was just, like, a creative who wanted to create. So, learning the importance of that structure, learning the importance of, of planning and being intentional about, like, everything that you do, not just, like, and that's, that's, like, a big thing for us. Like, we have the ability to, like, push out content like i think we yeah. within ourselves like we have the ability to like push out mass content and i think that we know that but at the same time it's also like a, a thing of like but do we need to like is that what we're like trying to do like are we trying to like just push out a lot of content or put pieces out that like people are going to look back on and be like oh wow like this is timeless like this is something yeah. that like i'd come back and watch over and over again so like that's the mentality of like how we're looking at everything yeah I think another point is, you know, we're young. Um, we mm. we are trying to push for diverse voices, and yep, I think nobody's going to do this for us. Like we have to take, we have to take control, and you know, you want to make a larger impact. Come together. 
you know, with people that yeah. share the same values as you. Yeah. yeah. Now let's focus on the film industry. What was what's something that you would want to see improve? Honestly, yeah, I think first of all, like there are a lot of things wrong, but I think there are a lot of things that like are a bit better. We're seeing a better production, you know, even if the slight or not, like we're seeing a better production kind of like value for some of the films. Could be worked on better, you know, could like it's not there yet, yeah. but it could it could improve. I think like there, there's room for improvement in a lot of the production. Um the stories that we tell, man, like I'd want to see different stories. I think like that's like a big this is this is a conversation that we've been having very recently yeah. about like the stories that you know that one that that need to be told. Like this new Nollywood movies that we're seeing on Netflix are just a rehash of things that we've probably seen before. We just that just look better, right? Yeah. Um. So one like the stories that we tell, you know, that appeal to you know the young ones too. You know, like we have like a younger generation that's that is coming up that appeal to their generation, like their feel. Um. And not also taking like Western ideas and trying to make them work in a Nigerian setting. You know, like I think that's like a big thing for us is really focusing on what we have here and trying to tell the stories that we have, which is countless different stories. It's not the same, you know, stories that like, we see. Like, like I want to see different stories. We want to see like stories that you can connect to, like as a, as a young Nigerian at this point that you can look back and be like, oh yeah, I was, I could, it feels nostalgic watching this film now because I, I lived through this time. I lived through this moment, you know, um, things like even, you know, just like films about like biopics about like our heroes, you know, yeah. like people that, you know, that we grew up knowing, people that like we grew up loving, like a lot more of those, um, you know, I don't like, for me, I'm big on documentaries. So like, personally, I love to see documentaries about the civil war, but I know like how touchy that is too in yeah. Nigeria too. A lot of people so, are still alive, um, so it's touchy, touchy. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, but again, like, you know, like you have to, I'm a big, big, big um, advocate of ruffling feathers, like, you know, really coming in. And, and a lot of people in the group feel that way, you know, like, we, like we're all really about, you know, the same kind of thing, like, you know, more for the most part, morally, ethically, you know, you know, artistically for the most part. So, like, we're very about coming in and, like, you know, we want to cause disruption in some way, you know, like, you have to ruffle, like, like, and some of these projects and some of the things that they were thinking of in a way, like, like we're thinking about it from that aspect of, you know, breaking the mold and really like just doing things that, you know, people have shied away from, yeah. doing things that, you know, people might might not think about. Um, and also like, you know, just telling stories that really resonate with us. Cause like you said, like it's our job to really, really take this responsibility. Like nobody else, like, like the government is not going to help us. Like, yeah obviously like you know like private companies are here to just make money right so um they could give money to somebody who is doing something in their own interest you know it doesn't mean that it's going to be the best best thing but like you know hence all these netflix films you know like they'll give money to somebody like mad amounts of money to just go and make a film and it's making the same film that, that they've made you know imagine if netflix is giving that money to you know small time indie filmmakers like us to be able yeah. No, even all of it, just like even like a fraction of it to be able to like create these stories. And mm -hmm. because we're living 
through all this and like we're the ones really experiencing like a lot of what's going on in nigeria now like the good everybody but like we feel the brunt of it like the most right now too yeah. so um there are a lot of stories to be told and, and a lot of voices to be heard bro like i think like that's like the big thing and yeah the thing is um we're already winning on the global scene with our music and can't wait have, for our films to do the same because we have, we have the potential to even surpass all expectations definitely I, I just had one more. I had a couple questions for you. Like for you, like how do you feel? Like from what you've been working on. Like, so you've been back for how long now? I've been back for like three years. Three years. So in that three years for you, like I, I know you said that it's kind of like you know up and down, like just being in Nigeria. But like, what has been you know the plus side for you in those three years? And seeing how things have changed, you know, or just generally like the like the whole landscape of the Nigerian film industry. So yeah, it, it's been tricky because like when I came back, I had a whole year. I didn't really go out. So I wasn't networking with people. So like I just stayed <laughs> at home, nothing to do outside, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I got this job. So the job involved like traveling out of Abuja sometimes. So this kind of thing is like you, you want to do something, they tell you you have to travel. So it's, it's kind of mm. about balancing these two these two parts of me um but with the with the industry i i think yeah we could do a, a lot more better you know i i talked to somebody and they said this is not an industry like we're just a group of hustlers you know um everybody mm. is looking out mm. themselves <laughs> because yeah you know the guilds are supposed to be looking out for um the interest of their members but m most times they're all about politicking you know and yeah yeah we really need to come together because just just the same way you might go to pitch for a project if you go by yourself then let's say i come i come after you and i come with my team like people always kind of trust more than one person mm -hmm. there's that um trust that they have with a group of people and we can we can achieve a lot you know i think people should really take responsibility even mm. all the big players that are there right now everybody's just for themselves we need to we need to sort out the whole value chain of how we want mm. to be making money from our things because the way economics works is you know demand and supply something is created there's a demand for it then somebody supplies it and money keeps changing hands with the film industry when people employ young young um filmmakers to work on their projects and they don't give them anything this this could be potential christopher nolan's um quentin tarantino but because there's no um monetary exchange you know these people are pushed to the wall and at the end of the day they have Back. to sacrifice their dreams and get the paycheck you know and we have lost out on what could have been so i think Back. we really need to be honest with ourselves like yes you, you want value from somebody pay them that's how money changes hands and that's how the whole and, ripple effect and, and then it's like it's not like the money is not there the money is there it's just greed <laughs> i want it to myself me alone right. yeah <laughs> i think like the, the, it's also like you said like the value like i think the work itself is not like it's not valid like they see that something where it's like oh it's just it's just video Right, it's just pictures. Yeah. Like, like they don't really see the importance of of these things yet. So, so like that that idea of even because most times, like for me, I, I believe in in paying for value than even for time. Like rather for value than 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 time. Because if yeah. 
somebody is coming to do something for you, especially in a media setting, that the person is good at what they do. Like you're really paying for the person's value, not their time at that point in like uh, at that period, because yeah. like you know, like no no amount of time is, is like it's, it's it's the value of the work. You know, whether it be in in two minutes or three days, right? Like it's the value of the work that, that you're gonna get. So yeah, and and last question I had was for you, like. What would you call yourself like? Because I know a lot of people call themselves filmmakers, but like it, it might encompass like a lot, you know, within yeah. that. So, what <laughs> are you like a camera operator, you direct like what, what? So, um, so I'll start from producing in film school. I was a very good producer, mm -hmm. like for me, it, it works, you know, like most times I like to handle that myself until I find somebody I can hand over all trust this, and then, trust, yeah, you know? yeah, um, but. I primarily call myself uh, a director and um, mm -hmm. director of photography. At some point, I might call myself a colorist. At some point, I might call myself a VFX um, artist. But the thing okay. is, you have to survive. You have to make your dreams come true. Like, <laughs> if you don't you have, have the money to pay people or they can't see your vision, you have to, to do that yourself. And, you know, sometimes right. people, people say, oh, you know, you're jack of all trades. But that, that's not even the full code. Exactly, yeah. Especially in today's, <laughs> today's world. You can't just do one thing. Doing one thing is boring, you know? Um, it is, bro. Yeah, and it might not even get you where you need to go fast. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's it's um you being true to yourself. Like, this thing I want to do, this is what it takes to do that. And, you know, putting yeah. in the time. Like, if you want to be an actor, writer, you have to show up every day to do these things, you know? Back. Like, Back. yeah, and something I want for the industry, we have to have proper schools, you know. Mm. I'm sure we're not, we're not going mm. to allow doctors that just learned from apprenticeship to come and operate on us. They had to go to school to Back. do this stuff. So Back. we want better stories, we want better um, visually appealing films. People need to go to school for these things. Everybody has to play their part. The thing about mm. all this is, um, I might have all this vision in my head, but I can't do everything. But once, mm. you know, you, same thing with the collective thing, you meet people, you, sometimes you, they, these people just need inspiration and then they'll do part of what would contribute to everybody's advancement, yeah. you know. And something yeah. again about the whole collective thing. Let's say, um, I mean, just like during the time of Good Luck Jonathan, that he was a bit receptive about the entertainment industry, the film industry. Let's say yeah. at some point we get um, one of our leaders that is interested in that. They'll rather listen to a group of a group of filmmakers than just one person. So and just one person, yeah. You know, at an industry level, we have to we have to be constantly communicating. We have to yeah be in touch. As it is right now, Nigeria doesn't have its own academy award. Like it's either a brand is sponsoring one or. There's one for the I've said this African. thing, man. I've, I've said this countless times. <laughs> you know, and sometimes, sometimes, like some of these awards are audience awards. We need right. to appreciate people for their crafts. You do something mm -hmm. mind blowing. You need to be appreciated, not just that. Okay, most Nigerians relate with this, and it's the popular choice. You know, then we give this person the award. We need to have um our own award recognition system. You know. Yeah, that's that's even a better way to regulate stuff. You push with um 
certifications that people have to get because you require this of them. Like how, you know, um, they have like the ACE, like the PGA, you know, like, you know, like being able to, and it's just like having that, you know, that this person is, is at a certain level of yeah. their craft. They're at a certain level in this industry. And, you know, not, not just even just the respect that like comes with it, but even just like the idea of letting people know that this is a profession. It's just not just like a hobby. I think people have this idea that it's just like, oh, it's just a hobby. Like it's, this is a profession. Like the same way you go get certification for coding, certification for economics and like in business, like the same way you get certification for producing, for cinematography, for editing. So it's like having those things and having people have them too, it's, it's like a big, big, big thing too. Yeah. Because like, like, like you were saying also, like a lot of like the um, films in, in Nollywood, like you see a lot of the, uh, uh, the mistakes and it's not that like it's mistakes because, you know, people, it's, just, it's, it's like, if you hold this to a certain standard, yeah. right, based off of, you know, who who's working on what, like I was, I was watching like um, the New Living in Bondage film yeah. And I caught the reflection of the boom mic, like, and like for me, I'm always looking out for things like that because I'm an editor, right? Like, yeah. like, 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 that's like my, like, I'm, like my business editing. So I'm always looking for, uh, for those. So I, I catch the reflection of the boom mic in like some, some, something that's reflecting like behind this, this guy. And it's there for like a good 30, 30 seconds, yeah. maybe 45 seconds. And I'm like, even if that happens, like there's so many ways to remove this, but yeah. it's like you mean to tell me that like a big film like this went through the production phase on set, nobody cut it, and then like this like that happens, big but, money it's like, but then know? it's like exactly right, and then you then come to you know post production, and then still nobody catches, it. and it's gone through so many vetting processes. Hopefully, it has you know yeah. to get to the point of saying yes this is a goal but like that is still in there it's like little things like that that like you know if you if you have certain standards it's something that would never happen yeah right and, so and yeah the thing is um let's say you're finished shooting the film there's no money this thing is all about relationships same way you guys are coming together to do stuff and it's about having this yeah. common value you know you yes yeah. the thing is when there was money when we're shooting this project i i paid you like so yeah, I'm in this tricky situation. Can you help me out? And at the end of the day, we're, we're going to be proud of this thing we have made. Good project, yeah. 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 yeah, like it's like you said, it's just uh, we just need to come together more and create these stories and, you know, be able to hold each other accountable. I think like that's like, you know, the big thing. And, you know, even being back in Abuja now, like, you know, there's, there's so many other plans that I've had, like even having like some kind of, society film society you know that i almost say yet regulates because i don't think like i'm there to even be regulated stuff but like even have a society that really has you know a way i was thinking of what if we had like a um film festival in abuja right that just showed a lot of indie filmmaker films you know shorts you know longer films you know no matter what it is to just really create and encourage these people that your work is going to be seen like you know you know it, it's it, like like it's going to be heard it's going to be seen you just need to go out there and find the people and work like having things like that like little things like that that's really because like you said like at the end of the day again we have to do these things for ourselves like the government 
the government wants to come in after and capitalize, you know, like they want to come in like, oh, you know, the private, like these people are doing this now. Let's see how we could use this to like help our image better. The private companies are coming in like, oh, we can sell our brand more if we give them money and tell them just show, what's it called, Coke in, yeah. in, in, in every shot or just show Martina in every shot, like, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, maybe somebody listening to this podcast will start a festival. Maybe one of us will start it, you know. That's why having these conversations in the first place is important. Yeah, with the festivals, there are some festivals there in Abuja. There's the Abuja International Film Festival. There's Zuma. I think mm. Zuma is government controlled. You don't, you, just, you don't just make stuff to keep it on your hard drive and say, I made this. People need to see. That's yeah. the fine. It has to go full circle, you know. Um, Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. And I've heard about the Abuja Film Festival actually. Like, I, like I've heard about it, but how I even heard about it was not like it wasn't like a big publicized thing. It was yeah. through somebody mistakenly met them at Silverbird and and then called me like, "Did you know this was happening?" And I was like, <laughs> I was I like mean, I had no idea." It's one thing to make something. You have to go there. It's your responsibility to go out there and you know tell people that this thing is here. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me again. Um, definitely great conversations that we had. And um, hopefully people can listen to this and, you know, want to collaborate with Friends Make. And, you know, you could reach us on um, Instagram at friendsmake.co. Um, DM us, you know, our short film, Too Much Not Enough, is just out right now on, on YouTube. So check that out. Share it. And yeah. Again, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We have come to the end of this episode. Please remember to leave a rating and a review. You can send in your questions and feedback on social media. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Selegov Film and the podcast also on Instagram and Twitter at the Niger Film Pod. <laughs>